Welcome out to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. I'm your host, Tyler Jorgensen, and today we get to talk with Marley Baird, who normally is in the frosty white north of Canada, and today oh. is in the frosty white north of Minnesota. Um, so welcome out to the show. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. This is so fun. So um, we're going to go through kind of what you do and, and uh, why you do it and what you can teach all these wonderful listeners and entrepreneurs, um, but give us your backstory. Like, how did you become an entrepreneur? Um, going way back. I mean, I was first a dental hygienist. I clean teeth every day. How boring. And like everyone hates going to the dentist. So it's not, not the best place to be. Um, but before I was a dental hygienist, I worked in radio and I worked in event management and always loved like that really exciting environment and being creative and, um, even like working with celebrities and bestselling authors at times. Like I worked for a company that we put on uh, conferences with best-selling authors like Gary Vaynerchuk before he was the huge Gary Vaynerchuk that he is today. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was every job that I had outside of dental, I was always doing their social media. And, and even when I was a kid, like I'd use my dad's video camera just for fun and make these little skit videos. Um, and then when I went, I, you know, I got kind of tired of the inconsistency um, and the egos in radio and in event management. So um, I, with my tail between my legs, went back to dental because I was like, I'm just going to go back to this, figure out what I really want to do in the meantime. And it's like, thank goodness for, for having that backup. But also I was in dental and again, boring, just cleaning teeth all day. I was doing their social media and I built their website like just for fun, just because it was something that I knew how to do. And right. um, so in between patients, I'm like on my phone doing the social media and their IT guy was like, hey, you're pretty good at this. Can I refer you to another client of mine? And then it was referral, 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 which was amazing. I didn't even have a business card or a website for myself at this point. And, uh, and then it just grew from there until I was at a point where I thought I was like, okay, do I go all in on this? Do I stay in dental? Um, and it was a pretty easy decision that I, I wanted to do something that was creative and so fun for me. It was just, I was also like, you can make a living doing this. This is cool. Um, and the decision was actually made for me. And this is a funny story. My husband, well, we were like two months away from getting married at the time, had a really bad dirt biking accident, like scraped his butt right off, like had no butt, um, had two broken arms fractured tailbone and like his arms, you know how they cast them? Like he couldn't even reach his mouth. So um, I had to call into the dental office and say, I can't come in. I don't know when I can come back. And, uh, and that was my moment where like, he obviously can't work because of his injuries. I couldn't go to the dental office, which was like my consistent and yeah. regular income. So that was where I went all in on the business. We were two months away from getting married, had a wedding to pay for, had to survive. Um, and that's how like my business really started. Wow. So did he get the cast off before the wedding? Yes. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> but then he went dirt biking like right before the wedding and fractured his wrist too. And I was like, you oh, do not touch that dirt bike for at least a month. Yeah. And, and it all, everything still worked out. The, uh, so, you know, a lot of people have this, this journey where it starts as a side hustle or mm -hmm. uh, something on the side. And then there's that moment of truth where they have to decide which one are they going to focus on because you can't focus on both and be great at both of them. Right. Um, so you started, it sounds like kind of doing websites, but your big thing now is video and helping entrepreneurs with their video. Yeah. Can you tell us uh, kind of what Marley Baird Media is, um, so that we can kind of frame the conversation around that? 
Yeah, so we specialize in video and YouTube. So what we do is we scale audiences and ROI using video on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, without the entrepreneur having to invest more than a few hours of their time, because that's the biggest pain point is people are like, oh, I got to, especially for women, we're like, we have to put on makeup, we have to look <laughs> presentable, and it can be annoying to like, to film, to come up with ideas. Um, and it's not enough just to have a videographer and a video editor. It's like, what's the actual content strategy around your video? So what we do is we work with entrepreneurs and influencers that we go to them and we batch film like six months of content in three days so that then the video is working for you and then the rest of it's hands off for them. Um, and so one of my examples um, is that I have a video is it was actually my start of YouTube that people would ask me all the time, like my clients and my students would say, how do I do graphic design? And so I made a video teaching Canva, which is a free graphic design software. And I didn't even know what I was doing at the time, but I posted this video on YouTube so that when people asked, it was just like, here's the link instead of me explaining over and over. And then a few months later, I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, this video has like thousands and thousands of views. And now today that video has over, I think it's, I think it like just hit a hundred thousand views. It gets 1500 organic views per week. And then I also have a lead magnet in the description. So people are signing up for my email list. The thank you page of the lead magnet invites them to another exclusive lead magnet that's in my Facebook group. So it's like organically growing so much. And of course there is the video ad strategy that video view ads we can get for a penny per view. So imagine spending a dollar and getting a hundred new eyeballs on your content. Um, so that was a big blab, but that's, yeah, that's, that's right. That's a lot of good information. I think <laughs> for a lot of people just getting started, that's going to be a fire hose, right? So let's, let's break that down a little bit. Yeah. You created a video of something that you knew how to do, but yeah. and that you were sharing with someone all the time. I think almost everyone has that thing that somebody's always calling them and they're yeah. just sharing over and over. So you just basically said, I'm going to make a video so that way I can just, I can share it with everyone, but I can just do it one time. Yeah. So you, that was like the beginning of batching or solving it, solving the problem once, right? And then you, so you put that on YouTube at the time you weren't, you didn't have a strategy no. of how you're going to rank it, but you did, did you at the beginning even have the opt-in or, or the lead magnet form? I didn't. So that's the mistake of it that now every time I make a video, I have a lead magnet in mind so that I also mention it in the video to say, click the link below to get that. So it's the right. next step for them. But I put in the lead magnet after, so I still do get opt-ins yeah, from right. it. But at the sure. time it wasn't optimized because I didn't know what I was doing. Well, that's okay. I've got a ton of videos and none of them have like links or anything in there. So we're going to get through that. We're going to talk about yeah. what, what people need to be doing. So I think, I think we're at the point where people don't need to know why video anymore, but let's, what's your thing? Why do, why does every entrepreneur need to implement uh, video into their marketing mix? I mean, look at how, like, when you scroll through Facebook already, are you stopping to click on a blog and read a blog? Like, people are much more likely to consume a video than to be reading blogs or looking at text-based posts and even look at the algorithms that video content is, is valued higher and it's going to show up in timelines first. And just the, the impact you're able to make, the, the connection that I mean, we can't be one-on-one, -on -one, but you can see my face, you can hear my voice, you can see the enthusiasm and just you resonate with people more when you can connect with them. And even yeah, just absolutely. the business of having a video creates better conversions. I think connectivity is a huge part of it. People really want, especially in today's marketing world where everyone is now becoming a skeptic again. Um, I think any new platform comes, comes on and everyone just accepts whatever's happening and then they get burned that one time or whatever. And then now everyone, right now, especially on Facebook and stuff, people are real skeptical mm -hmm. on marketing and that's okay because it just makes us be more transparent and that video allows us to be more transparent. But like personally, I don't always, I'm not one of those guys that always has earbuds in. And so like, I don't always listen to videos. So do you, do you recommend like captions and that kind of stuff? 
Yeah, and captions actually, so getting your video transcribed and putting that transcription back on YouTube is also going to help with the search engine optimization. Um, and videos will autoplay so that, I mean, I'm also, I love podcasts, but there's a lot of podcasts, like, and yours too, you post it on YouTube. So even if I'm not listening to it, I might have it up on my screen while I'm working with something. So, um, and then video, of course, you get to see the people. So yeah. I like that, like, you know, putting a, a face to the voice. Sure. Absolutely. So like, what is step one? Let's say, you know, someone's just getting started. They're figuring out their brand their they, or they, let's say they have that figured out. They know what they're selling. They know what they're doing. They know their business, but they haven't started with video. What's mm -hmm. step one? So first, like you said, you have the product, you know who your audience yeah, is. They know what they're doing in their business, but they haven't applied video. Yeah. So first, like what are, what kind of videos do, does your audience want? How can you provide value? Do you get frequently asked questions? Do you have things that you want to create that polarizing content to shift your audience's thinking? Like so it doesn't have to be how to videos. It's thought leadership. It's motivation. Like look at Gary Vaynerchuk. He doesn't teach how to's like his videos are all motivation and all thought leadership. Um, so on top of, I mean, I'm looking at what does your audience want? Um, it's also understanding what's your core values and messaging that you can put into that. So yes, I teach a lot of video marketing and social media tips, but I'm also wanting to impact female mission-driven entrepreneurs and help them to scale their following by showing how to be raw and authentic and create powerful messages that 5X their following and revenue. So that's like my underlying messaging that allows me to connect with my female audience more than just like getting in front of a camera and being a robot and teaching. Right, right. So um, step one then is just like making a list of some things that you could start sharing. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Then, well, how can you provide value? Yeah. So how can you provide videos that actually have some value? And they don't have to be, like you said, how-tos. It can just be motivational or, or thoughts or, yeah. um, you know, but sometimes it can be tips. And so make a list of those types of videos. Do you think that's important? Like for me, um, I like, I have a really like micro series that I do in one of my Facebook groups where I just share kind of like 10 minute videos. Mm -hmm. And my issue is I sometimes don't know what to talk about, but I always have ideas until it's time to go live, right? Until yeah. it's time to record. So like, what do you recommend there? I mean, my thought is making lists. In yeah, I definitely do that too. Like I have a bunch of lists in my phone of, oh, here's an idea for a Facebook live. And you can also repurpose those like something you did live on Facebook. You can do it again, kind of pre-produced for YouTube. And I do a lot of repurposing that I take the YouTube video and repurpose it into like the little mini videos and things like that. But also um, one of the big things that I look at is, other people in my space, like their YouTube channels, what they're creating videos on that I could do a similar topic, Google keyword research, like that's, so you can use Google Keyword Planner, which is a free software or a free tool that comes with um, Google AdWords. And it's I actually- really, It's totally crazy and side note, you can only access that now if you're actually running ads. So here's the trick with that. Oh, there's a trick, I like tricks. Trick. Yeah, trick is great. You only have to run an ad for like a day. Right. So I spend $5 like every two months until they shut me out. Yeah. So that's it. It's funny. Yeah. But it's, and honestly, like you should be having some ads going if you're getting things going, even if it's a dollar. Yeah, totally. Um, and so I do the Google keyword research to see what are people actually searching related to my niche. Cause then if I see that people are searching at 10,000 times a month and there's low competition, I have a better chance of ranking there. That's a great idea. So using the keyword planner as mm -hmm. basically story prompts or video prompts to create videos around, I think that's awesome. And, uh, so for me, like, I think in many ways, I'm in your target market, except I think you mentioned that you target women, but maybe that's just something else. So other than that, I think I am as an entrepreneur, I think you yeah. and I have even talked about stuff. So what the paralysis that I have and therefore, and I think a lot of people I know have is that 
Um, how do you get started? What do I need to go out and buy a ton of equipment? Do I need to go buy microphones and, and lighting and all kinds of stuff? Or like what, cause there's that fear that you're going to not do a good enough job. Right. Mm -hmm. So what do you, what do you, what's the minimum threshold? What does someone need to do to get started? What do they actually need? Yeah. Start small. I mean, when I first started, we used my phone and I didn't even have a tripod at the time and tripods are like 20 bucks, but we stacked it on a stack of books and my husband stood behind with a lampshade or a lamp with no lampshade. Like we were totally bootstrapping. And if you go back to the early videos on my YouTube channel, they're a little embarrassing, but that was what we did and they're okay. Um, and we used iMovie for free. So it's, it's not about like, I need all the equipment, like start with what you have. And then as you also decide, like it's a learning curve too. Like as you see that, okay, I do want to keep doing this and here's what you're learning as you're going. So, and then go to Amazon, like the lighting kit that we have that we still use is great. And it was like a hundred bucks. Um, and it's collapsible. It's easy to use. Um, a camera, you can even get, you know, the cheaper one, like the one that we have, the first one we had was $500 and we upgraded to one that was like $1,200. Um, start small, start with what you have. Cool. So it's totally okay to start with your phone, but then, you know, as you move up and as you figure it out and start doing it consistently, then invest back into it and, and increase that. Yeah. When, what do you think, uh, what are the biggest mistakes that people make when they get started on YouTube? So, a lot of people make mistakes with like not understanding what the platforms are that they're using. So Google owns YouTube. And when I was talking about using Google keyword planner, that's a great tool to use because you're actually seeing how many times people are searching on Google and YouTube. So when you're creating something for Google and YouTube, keep in mind that it's a search engine that people are typing things in to find solutions to their problems. So how can you position your video and actually with your YouTube SEO, the way you title your video, title it the way that people would search for it. So when I didn't know what I was doing, I made a video called, did you know Instagram does this? And I wanted it to be like clickbaity and people would be like, oh, what does Instagram do? But people aren't searching for that. So it's not going to show up in search results. But right. people are searching for and typing in word for word how to use Canva. So that video is doing great. And it didn't have a lot of competition at the time. I think it was one of the first. So that's also what boosted me to the top in that ranking. Um, and then so when and then when you do use videos for Facebook, so I'll take my YouTube video and repurpose it for all my other platforms. Facebook is something that you'd need to have that thumb stopping power where it's like, it might be the clickbaity title, or it might be the really quick engaging visuals right at the beginning to get people to stop and actually watch it as they're scrolling. Awesome. So really understanding the platform you're on and what works on that platform. And, and I think you already explained really those two kind of the major differences, right? Yeah. And I think it's the difference between search based and then or interruption based, right? You got to yeah. know if people are, and that's funny. I'm now like thinking through all my videos of even interviews where I just have them titled and I'm like, yeah. Oh, they just titled the interview. I should go back and be instead. So this one should be titled like how to get started in video marketing. Totally interview with it's Marley Baird. And then yeah. because also if people are searching for me and like my videos can come up or when someone's watching my video, your video might be in like the related search because you've used right. my name in there. Very cool. I'm yeah. digging it. I like it. Yeah. So I know some of the reasons that like I mentioned a couple of reasons I think people don't get started. What are some other reasons that hold people back from getting started in video marketing? So there's three main ones. Okay. Um, and I love sharing, like I love breaking down these objections. The first one is um, I'm afraid of the camera. Like how many times have you heard someone say like, no, I can't, like I'm shy. I'm afraid of the camera. You're not afraid of the camera. 
because like at Christmas time, if your aunt comes in, she wants to take a family photo. You're not like, oh my God, get that thing away from me. It's not the camera. It's the fear. It's the fear of judgment of like, what are people going to think? Am I good enough? Um, and, like I, you're afraid of stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we know how important video is for business. And you're also doing something that, I mean, if you're doing this, you should be passionate about it. So if people are going to judge you anyway, you may as well be doing something that's going to support you in your growth and that is something that you love. So this here. step one, I, I think is really important because essentially that same decision is the same thing you have to make across your business, right? Are you going to, are you going to actually market your business? Are you going to sit behind the protective walls of no criticism and mm -hmm. just hope things work out? And pretend. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that's the same, you can't grow, you can't market a business and not expect some pushback and some feedback. And that's, we've, you know, drawing your line in the sand and, and really deciding who you're serving and recognizing you're going to turn away a percentage of people. And I think that decision has to be made before you can grow a business in any way, especially when you make the decision to do video, because you are becoming more vulnerable and more visible, visible. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's just a decision. You got to just make that commitment, right? And say, okay. It, I'm not afraid of the camera. I'm afraid of what people are going to say. And I'm making the decision to not care about that anymore. And I love how you bring up the audience you're serving. Like imagine who you're doing a disservice to by not sharing your message. Right. And there could be that one person that really needed to hear it, that you're going to impact and change their lives. And if you're too stuck in your own ego, you're, you're holding back from possibly changing someone's life. So how does that feel? Man, you had to bring up ego. So it's not people, it's not people's humility that's keeping them back from being out there and being willing to be criticized. It's actually your ego and your pride. So that's, that's funny. Most people think it's the other way around, but I think you're, mm -hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head. What's number two? Okay. Number two uh, is no time. I don't have time to do this, but what we do instead of like, oh, if I had to every day be like, oh, what kind of video am I going to put out today? Of course, that would take me hours. So what we recommend is batching, like spend one entire day every month. And also depending on like how much you warm up to this and get your kind of process in place. What we do when we go out to clients is we film six months of content in like three days. For myself, I film two months of content in one day for myself because I'm also scripting and doing different editing. And I also post two YouTube videos a week. So it does take me a little bit more time. So when you batch your content, like imagine if you had to set up your camera equipment every single day, like that 10 minutes a day adds up. Right. Uh, even warming up to the camera, if you batch it and film like 10 videos in a row, then you, you also, you're going faster because you've warmed up. So when you can batch from your content, you're going to save so much time. And then also from being able to repurpose that content. So from one video, one YouTube video, we repurpose into like 30 second teasers, mini videos, quote pictures, text-based posts. You're also saving time on how much content you're able to create from that one video. Absolutely. I, so I love batching in all things, right? In every task batching in general is a, a big uh, thing that I kind of have always been talking on. This is one of my biggest challenges. I can record a ton of content in like a couple of days, but then I get stuck in then batching the editing and figuring it out and finding the next round of time to actually get it all ready and repurpose. Now, obviously this is when I should be hiring somebody like you and your team to do it. <laughs> when is the, when would you say is that transition point where someone should go from doing it on their own and just getting started to hiring somebody to help them? Um, we transitioned pretty quickly because I think it's important to understand the process because then when you understand it, you can lead it better because you've been through it yourself. But we transitioned it really quickly because even the three to five to 10 hours, depending on how long the video is to edit it, to process it, to do the YouTube SEO, what could I be doing in that time? 
and you could hire someone at, I mean, think of how much time, what, how, what your time is worth for you to hire someone else to take that off your plate is just so much more convenient. And then just the momentum you get from having a team. So we have a few video editors on our team and then I have VAs that do the, the social media and the graphics and taking right. the transcriptions and breaking it down into quotes. So if you did that for yourself, just think of the freedom and that if you just kind of oversaw the process and have all your content created for you, you really don't have to wait too long to get that started and you can outsource that for a pretty low price too. Awesome. Now I think we left off number three, but the third reason people don't get started is. Well, and you kind of brought that up about like equipment. I don't have money or I don't know what to do. And like I said, start small, start with your phone. You can even start with um, the, the webcam on your, on your computer um, and then use iMovie to edit for free or for windows. It's a movie maker, windows movie maker, Filmora, which is another program I love. It's like 59 bucks. Um, it's yeah, you totally start small. Yeah. What's crazy is a lot of the cameras on our phones and computers are better than nice cameras were just a couple of years ago. Totally. And so, um, you know, it's pretty amazing what we can do just with the, the tech that we have. I, uh, I posted a video the other day from, that was kind of like a vacation video of a bunch of, that I just made on my phone and, mm -hmm. uh, and shared it with uh, the travel agents uh, that sent me on the trip was. And people were like, this is an amazing video. And I'm like, it's literally just the pictures from my phone like yeah. together with a video background. Like, There's so many apps. Like, it's so much easier. Like, you know those videos that have the bar on the top and the bottom that have the captions? People always ask me, like, how do you make those? And yes, we use Adobe Premiere and After Effects and like the kind of video projects that I wouldn't recommend to people unless they're going to take the time to learn that. Right. But you can also use InShot, which is a free app that, you can use that for free and get the same quality. Yeah. And so that's awesome. And thank you for sharing that. Cause I think people love those little tips. Like if yeah. they can make, because what I think is getting people a, an early win, right? So someone's just getting started in video and, um, they want to, they want to feel like, okay, I got started, but I look at, I already look better than I did before. And so it's using, what was the app in shot in shot. Like, yeah. hey, now I look like the other guys that are doing, these kind of videos, right? It kind of up levels their game a little yes. bit right off the bat. Yeah. Um, and that momentum is so, I'm so, I'm such a big proponent of momentum, right? Keep it going, start small, but build that momentum and build on successes. Um, and so, you know, we've already covered a couple of my other questions, so I'm skipping over a little bit, but, uh, so we covered, yeah, like what do you, what do they need to get started, which is just their phone, right? Yeah. Uh, what, when is the right time to hire a pro? And it sounds like as soon as you can mathematically afford it, yeah. Um, right time because then you can get back to focusing on the business and let a team like yours manage it for them. Mm -hmm. um, what's something that people can do today to get that first win? What's that like listeners are listening, they're just getting started. What's something they can get applied like right away? Repurpose your content. So if you have a Facebook post, like even if it was written or if it was a picture that it did really well, what if you repurpose that into a video or vice versa? Like if you have a video that you made, repurpose that into text pics or text-based posts or images, or like I do, we have the full YouTube video that might be five minutes. How many 30 second chunks can I take out of that five minute video to then create days worth of content. Um, so it doesn't have to be this like, Oh, I got to make a video. I got to script it. I got, Oh my gosh, just start talking. And sometimes I, I myself get really hung up on the scripting, but something that I've just incorporated into my routine is just like, sometimes I'll just set up a camera or just the voice notes app on my phone and just start talking. And it'll be like, Ooh, that's good. Let's make a video on that. Because when it comes to the thought leadership or the motivation stuff, that's where you kind of got to let it 
come from the inside. Um, yeah. How to's might be a little bit easier. And that's where I do recommend starting is with how to's, but to get your audience to really resonate and connect with you and set you apart from the rest. Cause anyone can do a how to teaching, but we want to understand like, what's your, why, what's your heart that people can connect with and be like, that's why I want to follow them. Right. And so I think there's a couple different, you, the one type of video you just talked about is a video that we're seeing a lot right now, which is almost like the mini documentary of the behind the scenes of the backstory of the entrepreneur and what they're doing. Right. Um, is that, a, are those kinds of videos that you guys create? Yes. And I love those because it's like emotional storytelling. Like when you're scrolling through and you see something that's just like, and that's, those are the videos that get shared the most because they connect with people. Um, and then the other thing that I, I would love to add to that is to get B-roll. And so B-roll is like that background kind of candid footage that when you're watching, and it's so funny, like my mother-in-law asked me the other day to make a video like that for her. And she sent me a video from Cesar Milan. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot of B-roll. Like, we'll just have to kind of set that up for you. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's just talking to the camera the whole time. And I'm like, no, 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 watch closer. Like, if people can become mesmerized by those videos because of the emotional storytelling through those visuals. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had a, a friend that became really successful as a video, uh, video photographer and videographer because most of what he did was focusing on the behind the scenes. Yeah. The story behind the story. And that's what people actually connected to, especially the bride and groom, they didn't, they don't remember the groups and the crowds and the stuff. Mm -hmm. They remember getting ready that day and talking with their friends. And so, um, and so, but that comes back to that issue of being willing to be vulnerable, right? And willing, being willing to show you who you are. And that means have people say, I don't like this guy. Right. And so it's the ego again, but yeah. what, uh, I think, in, any, in, in order for any business, especially for an entrepreneur based like solopreneurship or small business that's really based around that expert or that individual, in order for them to really take off, they've got to just say, I've got to show my vulnerable sides. Do you have like any tips or points on that on helping people just kind of get over that? Uh, yeah. I mean, we talked about think of who you're doing a disservice to by not doing that, right. but also remembering that your vulnerability, no matter how scary that feels, makes other people feel safe that they're like, oh, you feel, you do that too? I thought I was the only one. I'm not alone. Oh my gosh. And right. when they have that emotional connection, they buy in. Like, I mean, maybe they buy into your services, but it's not even about buying your products or services. It's about loving you and having that loyal fan base because they're like, she gets me. He gets me. They understand me. Awesome. Now to me, business and entrepreneurship is all about like creating the lifestyle we want. Right. And, uh, you and I met and you can actually see it in the background a little bit, uh, at the Gary hey! Vaynerchuk and click yep. on this, uh, world record thing. That was awesome. Uh, being able to do cool stuff like that and being able to travel whenever we want things like that. So what is one item on your bucket list? Like that you're going to do in the next 12 months, not business related. What yeah. are you going to do? What's lifestyle in for you coming up? Hmm. I mean, I travel every month. Um, we often travel to clients, like I said, to, to right. batch film them. Um, I guess kind of a bucket list thing is happening this week that I'm about to watch my best friend give birth to a baby. That's kind of like a weird bucket list thing, but it's That's also a weird bucket list thing that, you know, <laughs> uh, but I have the freedom to just like leave and be here for that. Um, and maybe like a really big trip, like Australia, other side of the world would be really awesome. cool. Cool. I encourage you to figure that out and plan that because, yeah. uh, the, this is what's funny, right? Is we get into, as entrepreneurs, we get to run these amazing companies and get to do the, build the life. And a lot of times our lifestyle and our business are totally mixed. And I love that. Yeah. But like, and we think big in our business, but like 
thinking big in our lifestyle too. So I've got a couple of big ones and wanting to travel places and do things. And, uh, and now I'm going to make sure that I do a better job of incorporating video when I do those. Yes. So um, really appreciate you coming out. A couple of places people can go and, and connect with Marley, and I highly encourage you to do so, is obviously youtube.com slash Media and facebook.com slash Um, How do they spell that? Uh, Marley, M-A-R-L-E-Y, Baird, B-A-I-R-D, and Media, M-E-D-I-A. Awesome. So thank you so much for coming out. We really appreciate uh, you sharing all these awesome pointers with everybody. And uh, my listeners, wherever you are, you are today, it's your turn to go out and do something. Yes. <laughs>